Hello everyone. My name is Saliha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on a spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds, and experiences. And together with you, we will dig deeper into their spiritual connection with their own being or with their own soul. We'll be sharing stories of people from various backgrounds by plunging deeper into their soul connection and get them up close and personal so they can feel comfortable to share their inner stories. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity for we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the 22nd episode of the Untold Story Told. Today we're joined in by Agniska. Agniska is a podcast host, digital creator. She has a curious mind interested in all aspects of spirituality, psychology and personal development. Above all, she's a lovely human being and today we'll get to know her up close and personal. So sit back and relax and get to hear from this beautiful human being. Now. Hello Agnishka, how are you today? Hi Saliha, I am amazing. That's so good to hear. Uh, it's good to have you here and what time is it there where you are? Uh, it is almost noon here in Croatia. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, can you tell me a bit about your morning? How's it been going? <laughs> My morning, uh, you know, it's been raining. It's been not a great weather the past few days. So today when I woke up, and had my morning meditation and I saw that it's uh it's a beautiful weather outside Mm -hmm. so without thinking I know I have to do that before I even start thinking and have my coffee I just brush my teeth uh wash my face put on my clothes and I walk out I live by this beautiful park beautiful national park I mean it's Mm mind-blowing the beauty here and I just went for a little walk little hike and Met some people, pet some dogs, did some yoga. So yeah, that was my morning pretty much. <laughs> that's beautiful, Agnishka, because many people are, you know, they're still struggling to get to that level of their life where they can have a morning routine because we all know the benefits. I mean, I don't want to go on and on about it, but I, we can visually see on your Instagram that you put up these stories, these beautiful stories every single morning, and it's just what you do. So, you know, making an effort, you're just showing everyone what I do. And it's so interesting because a person like me, if I have a down day, I get inspired to watch a story from you where it's like, yes, if she's doing it, I can keep doing it. So it's like, you when you put up a story it's just not uh, something that you're putting on to show that this is what you do in the morning but you energetically helping the people who are watching to see that there is a brighter side if you just walk outside your room outside your door or you just wake up a bit early than everyone else or you just do yoga do have some have some make some time for yourself right so uh, can you tell me how how long it has been since you've been putting this routine in your life 
Oof. Um, you know, it's been, I would say, oh, it's, I think I started, I started many years ago, but hmm. uh, really I have been very religious about it for about three years. Hmm. Of course, it's not possible to do it every single day. Sometimes you travel, visit family and, and stuff like this, but I think what is the most important is what you do the most mm. so even if you don't practice your morning routine every single day but if you do it 80 percent of the time that's mm. what's gonna count in the end of the day mm. so mm. uh yeah and my morning routine has also been changing a little bit depending you know on the lifestyle my my absolute non-negotiable is starting a day with meditation and then the other things they just uh they vary they vary but it's mm. just so important to just do something for your soul or for your body or even if it's just a little bit of movement you know to just get that lymphatic system going wake up the brain if mm. it's just a you know glass of water with lime just mm. have like two minutes of peace you know or or, or learn something so mm. if it's something good for your soul or your body or something that provokes mm. growth if you just do one of those things it can change around your entire day whenever i can i go out and start my day in the nature I love meditating in the sun because mm. right now the sun is not so strong. So when you feel mm. the sun on your face, it's a completely different experience because you feel this love. It's like you feel the love, mm. you know, this warmth. It's beautiful. Mm. Mm. So I, I can see through your stories also, you're very connected to nature and a lot of uh, your scenery that you're covering and everything, it's very connected to nature. So do you, do you live, as you said, you live really close to very beautiful space, don't you? That was my, um, that was the plan all along. When I lived in Malta, I lived in Malta before I moved to Croatia for three and a half years. Nature was not very accessible and the building where I lived, I was just... I was fed up with it. I knew that the next place I move, it just has to be in the nature or just by the nature when I could just walk out and I'm right there. So uh, yes, this place that I actually, I'm actually renting is just right outside this spectacular park. I literally, I just walk out and I can see the sunrise. I can see the sunset there. It's amazing. You have view over the water and mountains, spectacular. It's very important. Like I feel really blessed. I feel mm. extremely blessed mm. every single day that I, you know, that I can see this, that I have it mm. just, uh, just I on my doorstep. Yeah, I feel so important to be grateful and just, you know, even just going out there and experiencing that the space that you live in is a form of gratitude because many of us, we do live close to um, beautiful places or just like, you know, there can be a beautiful park near us or just a beautiful tree near our house. But if you stay at home and or you just do like involved with just going to work and coming back and you don't look at the surroundings, you're not being grateful for what you have. And you're always waiting for something that is something out there that one day I'll have this beautiful space. I guess a big part of attracting the right things to you is being happy in the present of what you have 
And that's very prevalent with the way you live your life, isn't it? Absolutely. I think gratitude is the key. I mean, I don't want to like, it sounds so cliche and everybody's talking about it, but absolutely. Um, I was going to move to Thailand actually uh, before moving to Croatia, but it was shut down. So I chose, you know, it was the the, the next best thing for me. Mm. And um I heard this. Uh, I heard this also great manifestation, uh, kind of a trick, to say, to kind of ask yourself, why am I so blessed? Why am I so lucky? And you know what? I actually discovered that I was already doing that without knowing, you know, <laughs> because I feel just so grateful every day for the life that I'm living, for my health, for this place where I'm at. Mm. That I'm just sometimes, you know, just in tears. If you think about all your blessings that you have, mm. 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 it's really powerful. I mean, there's always something good to look in every day, right? Like there's always something good happening every day. It's just where you put your focus as well, isn't it? Exactly. Whatever you you put your focus, this is uh, where, how do you say this? Uh when attention goes, uh, energy flows. <laughs> yes, yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's where you're So doing. like I could be focusing on all the things that are wrong with my life right now. I'm sure I could find something if I wanted to, but it's also retraining your brain, I think, you know, uh, because certain things we have to, there are hard at the beginning. So it feels like work. But then when we actually reprogram our brain, they mm. become the second nature. I think it was like this probably with like learning gratitude for me several mm. years ago. Mm. I did this exercise, you know, like I do a little like paintings and little crafts. Yeah. So years ago, I wanted to start my day with gratitude and, you know, I uh, thinking of three things that I'm grateful for right after I wake up, but you don't always remember. So I made this little craft that I could see right across my bed, what are you grateful for today? You know, so then when I woke up, mm -hmm. I would have to think about it first thing in the morning when I wake up. That's beautiful, that's beautiful. I mean, these little actions that you take for yourself, that makes all the difference. Like you can, like I was thinking this for a friend of mine and she's going through a tough time. And I was thinking that, you know, uh, when a person's going through a tough time, you can't just, give them things to do if they are not willing to do it for themselves so um at the very minimal level i start with saying write a gratitude diary because that action in itself where the person picks up the pen and writes down i'm thankful for the air that i breathe let's say that is them taking action and taking control or charge of their own life Right. So I think the best way to put it is that gratitude is something that can really um, help you get connected within if you just start by doing little actions like you did the craft or writing in a in a diary. Uh, do you believe so? Absolutely. I have a little I have a lot of notepads. I'm a notepad person, but each notepad is for different things. Yeah. So I have one, this really, really cute one. And when I write uh, this is my gratitude book, basically. So mm. not every morning. Sometimes it's part of my morning routine. Sometimes it's not. But I do it uh, every so often. What I just write, 
in this form thank you for and I just write down random things and which makes me think of more things Hmm. that I'm grateful for and at the end of writing this list (laughs) I usually start crying because I just feel so blessed you know I heard this great analogy somebody was explaining about uh, why ungrateful people don't actually get more blessings in life and why grateful people do it's like if universe gave you a, a pen or a pencil and you are like but I don't like this pencil. I don't like this pencil. You know, I want all these colorful markers. Yeah. And the universe is like, well, but I gave you a pencil, but I don't like this pencil. The yeah. universe is not going to want to give you markers if you are not grateful for this pencil that it gave you. Mm. So I, I, I thought it was a very powerful analogy. It's beautiful, actually. I can tell this to my seven-year-old daughter who's being a bit ungrateful lately. And I don't want to go to the depths of that because my mum version will come in between and I'll be like this and that. But it's so important, I think, at a very small age to make gratitude natural rather than saying, I remember my mother used to say, (laughs) you know, she used to say, if you don't finish your food, there are children dying in the world of famine. And if you don't finish your food, there are children dying of this... That didn't make sense. Like children dying with food not eating did not make sense. It made me feel like if I'm not eating, the kids are going to just die. So it was <laughs> you know? And you don't want to kill the kids, so you're going to eat your food. Now when my mother, as a grandmother, repeats it to my daughter, I'm like, mom, that's not making sense. Just think about what you're saying. You're just repeating what your mother and their mother and their mother have been repeating. But does that, that analogy make sense? And she's like, no because like that's just like a grown-up version of saying that there are people who do not have food in the world so eat this food because be grateful you have it that's like a long length pull out for a child like your child doesn't even know what's happening in the next room or something so a child would never be affected by that you know probably they're going to feel guilty about like everything they did like by not eating food and then just stay with that guilt and shame or something it's gonna be like traumatic (laughs) what do you think you know i think that uh our our parents have been programmed by their parents who are obviously just doing their best and this program is passed on through generations Hmm. and there is a lot of um it brings a lot of damage i think it brought a lot of damage to us but the good thing about it is we are our generation we are actually breaking that cycle because we have access to knowledge so easy that uh, when we raise our children or you raise your children i have none but i'm talking about our generation we can raise them much more consciously and break that uh, break that cycle because we're more aware and we're more observant and I think uh, you must be knowing this too and I really am looking into this and that's the fact that um, you can break down ancestral chains of things that did not work for a long time and you can be the first one who takes that leap and says, okay, just by my thinking, just by my little actions, I'm going to do things a bit differently so the next generation or the generations to come can you know look at things a bit differently and same applies for if you're not a mother if you're not you can just as a collective as a human collective if we have good thoughts then 
if there is a whole generation of the collective that had trouble thinking good thoughts might think better thoughts because we are instigating that we're installing that in our lives we are we are reflecting that and also doing the inner work do you know what i'm saying about um, how it works absolutely i um when i'm started discovering and just really started going into depths of the fact that we are all one we are all collective consciousness it changed me on so many levels mm. and even how I communicate with people, even sometimes when, when I would get mad at someone and mm. I think they are just reflecting me. And then if I want to, if I wanted to take revenge on someone, you know, some, if somebody was mean to me for no reason, I'd be like, how can you be mean to me, man? <laughs> I'm just all love and light and, you know, crystals. <laughs> but <laughs> if somebody was trying to be mean to me you know like the the ego the instinct you know mm. would always come up with some witty ways to just like rah, you know give them back and then when i think about it in the bigger scale i'm just gonna hurt the collective this mm. way and therefore i'm gonna hurt myself and all their beautiful people who just who did nothing man they just chilling <laughs> So, that's, so when I started thinking about it in this way, uh, it's changed everything. It's just changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Our thoughts are everything and they're so powerful. And I think it's not just a few people who get spiritually connected. And then like, I always say this, and I think with most of my podcasts, it's all, I always try to bring it out is that no one is better than the other. No one is like special than the other. It's just like some of us are doing our inner work and some of our, some of us are on the way to it, but whoever gets to that space within us. And since you are a self-love advocate, I'll put it forward. And this is what I say in my coaching too. And it's like, whenever you get connected within, you get these ideas, you get this way of being, you start reflecting yourself better and every one of us every human being has that power right yes yes absolutely and this is i think that is a that is also a bit of a problem with some people who just they they felt connected and uh they are they are woke but then they feel like they are better than people who didn't wake up yet or who are just starting their journey. And this is the biggest yeah. misconception. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you are better than anybody else, then you have more work to do than you even think. Mm -hmm. I remember when I reached out, I reached out to an old friend. We met, it's also so interesting how sometimes you meet somebody in life and you have very different relationship. Mm -hmm. 10 years passes. Mm -hmm. And then turns out like you were, and you are just on a very similar journey, so to speak. So she is in, uh, my friend that I'm talking about, she lives in Australia, actually. And we have met in Scotland. And we were both like crazy party girls, you know. And I have seen for from few years, she's been just posting more of a spiritual stuff on Facebook. And then when I had, when I experienced my spiritual awakening, when I realized that's what's mm -hmm. happening, is me awakening yeah. to the... So the actual reality, the, the, 
I don't, I don't even know how to call this. Mm -hmm. Then I knew I would like to reach out to her because I knew she's already there. And when I started speaking to her, it was so beautiful and powerful Mm -hmm. uh, because we were such different people back then. And here we are and talking just with open hearts and no ego. And there is this beautiful space between us. And I said to her, I was like, cause she is, uh, she told me she's a medium now. And she, I, I always knew that she, that is something special about her. And I said to her, wow, you are so many levels above me. Mm. And she said, no, she said, no, there is no such thing. You are exactly where you are meant to be. And I am no better than you. And uh, this is when I started realizing, and I also had those conversations with my spiritual coach. Mm. Should I call her? Yeah, I suppose she's a spiritual coach. She has so many like titles that I, <laughs> I don't know. With spiritual people, we go from soul coach to spiritual to self-love. It's all in the same umbrella. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, so, uh, so the thing is, you are no better than mm. anybody else, but yeah. nobody else is better than you. So this is what's so wrong mm. with, for example, the, the celebrity culture, mm. because we put them on the pedestal and we look up to them and then we look down on ourselves. Mm. And mm. this has to go, this, this model has to collapse. Mm. Nobody is better than you and you mm. are not better than anybody else. I think this is such a beautiful mantra too. Mm. 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 It's so beautiful. And what, what your friend said, uh about uh, the medium that she is and what she said about um how that you uh, you know you, you're exactly where you're meant to be it's such a beautiful thing to say because i often you know you have to humble yourself you have to keep reminding yourself whenever you get like more followers or something like when you are on on, on these social spaces and when you are growing yourself when you are becoming the person that the best version of yourself that at the same time to remember that a leader can also be feeling like I'm just like you. I am just, you know, doing a bit more inner work. So it might look like I'm a bit ahead, but we're all in this together. So if you want to hang on to me, like this is the my version of it, like you can hang on to me if you feel like you can get more power this way because you feel like I have a bit more you know, information than you, but we're definitely in the same pond, in the same river. We're all floating. Sometimes somebody's here, sometimes somebody's there, but we're all part of the same, basically, ocean, river. I say this because these things signify flow. And for me, it's all about flow. It's like, if you're flowing in your own element, that's what you need, where you need to be at. Mm. Mm. That's so powerful. And I love how you compare like the rivers and the flow. Hmm. Hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's just water is a big part of which like whenever, ever since I got connected, water has been a very important uh, element that comes into play for me. And whenever I do water related activities, it's helped me as a soul coach as well. So coming to you as a, as a light worker, uh, what what is it that you do? What is it that I do as a light worker? Yeah, because on Instagram it says that you're also a light worker. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, I just advocate for self-love and I am, as you know, starting a podcast uh, where with my spiritual coach, we just hope to just bring a lot of light and awareness and love to people. Hmm. So on my, uh, on my daily Insta stories, I just always try to, uh, I'm always very conscious that the message comes across in a positive way. Because I have this dry humor, I can, you know, it can be tricky sometimes. <laughs> yes. So I just always, I just always want to inspire people just to, you know, like even if you feel down, like it's okay, you know, you don't have to be perfect. And I just always try to bring in positive message or inspire people to just be better versions of themselves. Hmm. And uh, yeah, hmm. that's, well, that's how I would sum it up. What would you say would be like the this most struggling point in your life that like shook you and then maybe opened your mind or your perception to a new way of being? Like, uh, was there a point or a, a pain point, sort of a struggling point where uh, the shift, this new way of being came into play because of that moment? I mean... Um... There was a situation, I always felt, I always felt uh, spiritual, but I was always struggling in a way to find not a religion, but the, the, the sense in being that would resonate with me. I was raised as a hardcore Catholic, okay. so... I was raised in fear of God. Mm. And, um, and then I left my country when I, was, uh, when I was quite young still. And I started exploring different ways of being. You know, when you get out of that bubble and you start mm. looking for things. But I never quite found something that would really resonate with me. I would go to a Baptist church. Then I went through a phase where I was agnostic. I always felt though, one thing that made me feel like there is something looking over me. I was in a couple of very dangerous situations in my life when I can't explain it, but I knew that it was something looking over me, whether be it angel or whatever it was, when just something just saved me mm -hmm. in a situation where I would tell you there was no way out and and i found a way out there was so it was uh just some dramatic events that i wouldn't talk mm. about here mm -hmm. uh but i always felt like there is always something looking over me and just getting me out of trouble uh and then this year so i started meditating and just changing my consciousness about maybe five years ago five or six years ago um i remember watching that one video that just basically convinced me to make a promise to myself that i will meditate every single day for the rest of my life even if it's just a few minutes a day but you know consistency consistency is the key yes. and i must say that it's it's changed me in so many ways that i can't even begin to I can't even begin to explain. I mean, Saliha, if you if you knew me mm -hmm. those five years ago, 
you would be talking to a to a very different person how I dealt with stressful situations how mm-hmm. just the whole thing mm-hmm. um so then through meditation I was and just awareness I was able to deal with many challenging situations mm-hmm. and it wasn't until this year there was a lockdown and I felt very peaceful more than ever because I didn't even realize why Uh, I was not around any other energies I was by myself I probably didn't socialize with anybody for like two months other than uh, online Mm. and I had this sense of peace that I never had which you know usually I'm chilling but that was another level everybody was complaining about lockdown and I was just the happiest ever mm-hmm. and then there was a situation that happened uh worldwide and I felt really deeply affected okay on a whole another level mm-hmm. and I just couldn't deal with it myself mm-hmm. like I'm always so good with fixing myself up whatever mm. happens and this time I was just so deeply affected for days that I couldn't shake it off like I felt like the energy of the collective consciousness just uh just took over me and like as an empath you know like we are so because I'm sure you are an empath I mean it shows in so many ways mm. um So it just took over me and I just, I was, I was angry. I was sad. I was upset. I was all those emotions and I just couldn't, I was unable to fix it. And I thought to myself, I could use an energy healer. Mm -hmm. And I set that intention out to the universe Mm -hmm. and I forgot about it because I'm like, you know, I didn't even know what really energy healer is. I just kind of thought, I'm, I'm sure there are people who do those things and I could really use one right now this is something I never thought about before you know because it sounded kind of woo-woo to me before like you know if you don't know much about this stuff Mm. and two days later I ran into this lady who uh who I knew but on a kind of a superficial level not superficial maybe you know our conversations were never in depth Okay. And this is when she revealed to me that she is actually an energy healer. And I was just like, you know, like, what are the chances? And I was like, I need you. I was like, I need you. I need your services. I'm like, whenever you have time, I need you. And right there and then, and she was just like finishing up her certifications. And she was really shy to also speak to people about it because I suppose she had a lot of judgment in the past. But then I started opening up and telling her what I'm struggling with. And that I was like, you know, what I'm actually looking for and that I am an empath. And then she just gave me all those tips on how to protect my energy. And I was like, you can protect your energy? This is a game changer, man. It's awesome. I'm like, now you're telling me? <laughs> I was like, so I was struggling my whole life, you know? And now she tells me that this is actually possible. So, you know, the next day, obviously, I made my way to the um, stone market, bought, you know, all the rocks, sage, all everything, <laughs> all the like good witch stuff. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Salika, this was so amazing. And then she told me, um, she was like, when you go home, she gave me all those tips on how to protect your energy and see your life and take cleansing showers and all that. And this 
worked miracles for me, especially mm. when I was going, when I was going back home to visit my parents and I was going to stay there for the whole month. Mm. It has always been a challenge for me to, um, you know, my, uh, my former therapist told me once, once when I was uh, going through a rough patch and I went over to visit my parents, my therapist was like, oh God, she's like, this is when our, where our pathologies are born. She said, <laughs> when you are struggling, you don't go stay with your parents. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I was like, I love them, but it may be too much sometimes. Yeah. But uh, I took my, I took my um, crystals, I took my sage and it was, it was the most wonderful experience whenever and then whenever my parents they're just they calling me witch and stuff because whenever somebody would like just raise their voice I would like take my laptop put five to eight five to eight hearts burn sage and start burning sage around them and be like yeah dad I know you are very stressed out somebody yelled in the supermarket don't worry and then, you know, they thought I was crazy, but everybody would start laughing. <laughs> and, you know, we repeated that a few times. So yeah, it yeah. was a good time. So, yeah, so that was, it was her who really started opening up my eyes to things. Mm-hmm. And as we started getting connected more and more, I was just ask, asking her questions, you know, like, um, how do you see this thing? What do you think, you know, is our purpose? What's going to happen after death? You know, well, mm-hmm. you and all those questions. And she started telling me what she believes in. Mm. And it really started resonating with me Mm. more than anything else that I've ever heard in any religion. I was like, this really makes sense. You know, this really Mm. makes sense. Mm. This so much sense. And then when you start connecting the dots, I'm like thinking like, now I understand like why I had to go through all those things that I went through to become the person that I became. And I had to heal from certain things, you Mm. know, Mm. Mm. to be who I am now because I have this purpose. purpose. So it was really, it was really powerful experience. So she had such a, and still has, such a profound impact on my awakening and even making me realize what what it means to be an empath because before I was just like yeah I'm just an empath you know it's I didn't even (laughs) I didn't even get it yeah what it means Mm. Mm. and I guess like you know when as human beings the the ancient ways that we had the way we were always like our genetic makeup the way we are we need all of this like we somewhere along the way we forgot about all this uh powerful uh sense of being of how much we have within ourselves how much knowledge how much information that is in our dna like you know all this um things that we've been carrying on for generations and how we've been uh, these these little remedies such as gratitude, meditation, um, you know, the sage as you were talking about, these, these were just normal, natural ways of being of humans before all of this new way of like, this is how you should live and bread, milk and butter is important. These kind of, because you do a lot of healthy things and we're going to talk about them. You know, this whole system that was created for us to believe that without these things, 
things, you cannot live. So you went outwards rather than going inwards and you forgot your inwards way of being, right? Because we have been programmed since the moment we gain our consciousness. Mm. And it's, you know, first by our parents, which they were programmed by their parents. So they are just passing that on to us. And then the worst part, you go to school. And this is when the real programming starts. So I think the real trick mm. is to unlearn the old patterns because we have all this knowledge within us. Mm. We just need to learn how to access it, yeah. to be still. Mm. So um, have you heard about sun gazing? Uh, I know that if you sit in the sun, it's got this like you get the power of the sun and but I don't know about sun gazing, no. <laughs> Could you tell us? So this is also something that I learned about this year and I practice whenever I can. Okay. So that is also sun sends us information. And by looking at the sun, okay. we receive the codes, we receive the information, we receive this infinite wisdom. Mm -hmm. So, but with, uh, with, we have to be careful how you start. Okay. with the sun gazing because you can't just go out you know at noon and I heard about sun gazing I'm like I was all <laughs> new to spirituality I just boom you know yeah so uh I did it all wrong so mm -hmm. because they have been telling you the programming they have been telling you looking at the sun is bad it's gonna damage your eyesight just oh. the same thing they were telling you sun is bad for you you're gonna get a cancer mm. so all this programming, we have to just throw it out the, out the window. With sun gazing, the best way to start sun gazing is one hour. I, I have made a little bit of content about it on my page. Mm -hmm. I posted one video when I listed all the benefits of sun gazing also and how to start, how to start doing that. Okay. So uh, the best time is one hour after sunrise, mm -hmm. uh, up, up up uh, until one hour after sunrise mm. and one hour before the sun sets because mm. the uv rays are the lowest so we can actually look directly at the sun okay. and that's why i love to get up for the sunrise because there is so much magic in watching sunrise and also it's different than the sunset because usually it's also so quiet and there is nobody and you can just hear the nature and you really get connected to the source when you are looking at the sun. Okay. But you have to be careful in the beginning and start training your eyes. So first you do 10 seconds sun gazing okay. and then you take 10 seconds break and then you do 10 seconds. And then every day or every time that you do sun gazing, you extend. And this uh, improves your vision. It decalcifies your pineal gland so it opens it helps open your third eye. Mm -hmm. um, it improves your um, immune system. It has all kinds of benefits. I, I made a post. You can uh, you can check it out. Like with so many benefits. It's so it's it's getting connected to the source. It's information. It's this divine wisdom. But we have been told that mm. they wanted to disconnect us. Mm -hmm. from this wisdom from the source so they told us not to look at the sun because our eyes will get damaged yeah but no this, yeah. Is, this is where the information comes from yes 
I mean, like, why would people create these things so that we would get disconnected from our natural way of being? It's still, it's just mind, it's mind blowing because to make money or to create consumerism, um, this whole way power. of power, power and control mm-hmm. um, to put people in different categories and sections. And so like, you know, if- power and control because they know it they don't want everybody to know that you know Mm. it's ego it's bunch of psychopaths really who are running this Mm. world Mm. sadly but i think you know what love will win in the end love always wins always always this is such a beautiful conversation and if we keep on going i i would like like to ask you more questions about sun gazing and you said the information is there on instagram on your Instagram page is it? Yes, there is one. Uh, there is one post that I made. Well, I made couple. Couple. Uh, I saved one of my stories in the highlights where I talk about it, and then I made one uh, silly post. But I listed all the benefits of sun gazing and and how to do it. This is this is profound information because I knew a lot about the sun and how it like it helps you and but sun gazing is just like a method that can be introduced in my program too so it's like amazing I'm gonna look at it and uh, yeah. really read about what you put out there and thank you for sharing uh, this on the podcast today and also on your page because it's so important for us to just you know give little pieces of information to each other just like your spiritual teacher did to you and then you can pass it down to others and then whatever I get we and we share information because that's what we have to do like all of this information has got has gotten scattered and it was once a part of who we were and when we do this we're actually getting it back together so I love this about you thank you you know uh, because we all know different things we Mm -hmm. all have different kind of wisdom and it's it wasn't you know up until this year that I even felt I would always spread my wisdom wherever I go whether it was nutrition and I would hear like oh you know you should be nutritionist and I'm like I don't know who am I who am I I just really I'm just really interested you know I have been for my interest in nutrition came from you know having issues and body dysmorphia and that's how I got into being interested in nutrition Mm -hmm. but so now I see like in every issue that I that I had in the past now I see the blessing coming through Mm -hmm. so um uh, and yeah so and then I would start like (laughs) one might say like a um coaching people life coaching people just kind of naturally you know and like oh you should be a life coach but like I never felt comfortable with sharing my knowledge kind of publicly you know mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. until probably this year yes and, my, and uh like yes everybody would see it but myself I was just always like well who am I to share that I don't have any certificates mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. So, and it probably wasn't until I did my soul plan. Did you do your soul plan? Yeah. (laughs) You did? Yes. (laughs) This is when, yeah, I started gaining confidence. Like, Mm. yes, like I have the wisdom that I I must share. I am. Yeah. I am. 
and I must share that with people. And I started just gaining more confidence because first when I started my, uh, my channel, mm -hmm. I was just making silly comments, silly quarantine comedy stuff. And I just didn't, yeah, just such a silly things. And then from there, I went to like, boom, you know, some real awakened shit. But uh, I was just felt like, yeah, who am I to like give people advice, you know, or talk about this stuff. There's so many more smarter people than me. Yeah. And yeah. then I started gaining confidence and uh, it just became natural and just became second nature. But I think also like uh, having my soul plan, you know, the, the reading hmm. and it also helped me because then I just knew it's, uh, it's my purpose. Hmm. you know so did, share, you know. did your spiritual teacher help you with making that soul plan oh yeah of course yeah. she does she does those those kinds of things mm -hmm. and uh, so she she explained this whole thing to me but the most amazing part like when they start reading that mm -hmm. and I, I know that a lot of a lot of people would just find it woo woo, but when you actually hear your soul plan, mm. you see so much of yourself in it, and also through that, like I knew that I worked through a lot of stuff, yeah, but that was just like seeing it black on white paper, mm. and she was telling me like I already knew that you worked through a lot of stuff because this is how you were when you were not in alignment. And now when she met me, I was already, you know, worked through a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it shows you for, for those who don't know, I, I don't know what would be the yes, best way yes. to explain uh, mm -hmm. the soul plan, mm -hmm. but it's uh, basically numerology, they uh, mm -hmm. taking your name and date of birth mainly, and then yeah. doing the whole numerology thing. Mm -hmm. And then you find out how you would be and what you be what you would be experiencing even what kind of health issues you would be experiencing mm -hmm. if you are if you haven't worked through certain things and this was all me in the past so mm -hmm. everything that she was reading uh it was the problems and behaviors that i was struggling with in the past mm -hmm. but i'm here now and this has all been worked through. There were a few things, of course, we are work in progress. Yes. And yes. it's never ending process of, yes. you know, working through things. Yes. But it was just astonishing to like that for me was, you know, really touching moment because I was able to actually see all the things mm -hmm. that I have worked through. And mm -hmm. then um there was one thing in particular when she saw that we have the same energy wow. uh, with regards to, you know, one of the things because you take all these different energies. But yes. with regards to this one thing, she was like, Agnieszka, I know why we met. And then she was giving me all those hints and she's like, oh, you know, uh, she has to do this, this soul reading. And she's like, I just want you, I just want you to be able to see this for yourself I don't want to tell you and I'm like oh come on and she's like no like okay we do this whole plan reading proper you know on this and this day so um she was like and we have this she's like I have the same energy too and she's like what do you think this means and I was like I don't know I don't know I don't know <laughs> and then she was like Agnieszka I think we should do something together and I'm like hey what do you have in mind 
Mm-hmm. And she's the complete opposite of me. If it comes to like, you know, creating content, I'm like, woo, I'm, I'm like out there. I just woo, talk to people on the streets, you know, attack yeah. people and <laughs> just <laughs> all those things. And she's just more like, you know, even if I try to take picture of her, she's like, <gasps> yeah. so I would never have thought that she would want to do such thing with me. And she's like, Agnieszka, we have to start a podcast. And then it clicked to me because she is my missing piece. Mm. she is the professional um energy healer spiritual coach she has all those certificates and courses and all those things and this is why I probably never started a podcast because I felt like okay I know a lot about a lot of things Mm. but I am not an expert on one thing and Mm. I don't you know I always felt like I don't have any certificates or courses so I am not like worthy to talk about those things Mm -hmm. and this is when uh we make such a beautiful combination because I'm like this you know media personality and I'm just really fearless and woo and then and then she comes in with her knowledge and she has all that uh Mm -hmm. but on top of that we have this beautiful connection so then yeah so then it's just everything just made so much sense and that's such great news. You're starting a podcast soon then together with her. And on, uh, we will be recording the first episode on uh, this upcoming weekend. Yes. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's such a lovely story because that's it. That's it. You, you, uh, once you cross that line of, I need to have this, I need to have this. And you just set out your intention to the universe. And for you, because I feel you're very spiritual within, like from a very long time, all you had to do is just say it out to the universe and it started connecting for you. And the next thing you did, I think I, I find that very, um, prominent in your story is that you became grateful for what you were getting from the moment you started getting it so that is a very big important uh, it's a very important theme to put out because uh, oftentimes we do get these very blessed moments in our lives or some kind of a blessing in our life but if we are not grateful of we're not aware if we're not observant of how it came to us in a package or on a platter so to say from the universe then sometimes those things just go by and we never make use of them so you everything was alignment for you and another thing I love about you is that I think there's a very prominent thing where I see where you are very self-disciplined when it comes to okay this is good for me that I'm going to do this and I'm going to pursue this um I uh, so with your practices you've maintained it isn't it for the most part, yes, because I always this is what I uh, this is what I always preach that self love comes from self discipline. I'm very heavy on that, mm-hmm. and I don't think you can have genuine self love without self discipline. And I think I was quite disciplined most, but it's not all. It's mm-hmm. not all because I had discipline in my life and I still wasn't loving myself. Mm-hmm. So um, self discipline is also not everything. But uh, so then, you know, we need people like you, for example, who will just uh, remind us how how beautiful and amazing we are as ourselves. Mm -hmm. But yes, discipline is very important to me. I just know how it feels, you know, when I do wake up earlier and I have my morning when I can even make my coffee consciously. 
Right. Like the other day I was saying, I slept in and I was just rushing. I, there was no consciousness in my whole entire day, except for the maybe like one hour that I was training. Because when I got up, I already had to rush, you know, to make it to one appointment, then making to another, then make it to training. Then it's already so late mm. when I'm getting home that I have to like, and I was like, I am not doing that again. Mm. And I just know that the reward is always way greater than the sacrifice. Yeah. So it might feel like a struggle to get out of bed at five in the morning, but you know what? It doesn't matter if it's five or if it's eight, you still have to get up. It's still going to be hard. Yeah. So, but yeah. once you get up at five and you actually start your day and you have time, then you can, you can be conscious around your day. Yeah. You can plan things. Yes. You can plan things and you can be conscious about it. And it was so beautiful. I did my meditation. The weather was horrible, so I couldn't like go outside. But that's that's fine too. I appreciate those bad weather days so much because mm. then I can stay in and do, you know, my rituals inside, which uh, they are beautiful too. Mm. And so then when I finally made my coffee and when I put cinnamon and I smelled my coffee before putting it in the cup, and then I poured water all over it and I just enjoyed every single moment and did it with so much consciousness rather than the day before I didn't even remember how I made the coffee and how it tasted and I didn't even finish it because I had to run out the door and then doing I think it's so important to do hard things first thing in the morning if we can because before we even start thinking so that's why this morning and usually if I go to the nature, I don't sit down and have my coffee first. I, I do it first thing wow. before my mind will start thinking and slowing me down. Mm. Uh, discipline is so important in so many things, in so many ways, because if we are not disciplined and we are just so susceptible to pleasures and what feels easy, then we're just going to have a very hard life. Yeah. And we so easy to spend the entire day on your phone scrolling through your newsfeed. How are you gonna feel by the end of this day? Mm. Or are you gonna tell yourself all day, yeah, I'm gonna work out later, and then you know what? It's eleven o'clock. I'm kind of tired now. Ah, tomorrow. Mm. So morning routine is the most powerful thing you can do for yourself, even if it's just you know little things. Yes, but yes. I just know what it did, what it does, what my diet does to my body, what my exercise does to my body. And then I can look at myself and I'm proud of myself for what I accomplished on that day. And that leads to self-love. So I always, I think we, we absolutely do have to do something that's hard every day. Yeah. And then it just becomes easier because we become stronger. Mm. If you want to have an easy life you have to do hard things mm. Mm. so interesting because um many people would think that self-discipline is something where they um are putting themselves in um because discipline in itself seems like a very harsh word because it stems from ideas and misconceptions and beliefs of like when in school you are disciplined, like, you know, the class stays quiet or you're punished and things like that. 
Whereas self-discipline is a beautiful way of being where you set your own boundaries, you decide what you want to do, you decide. But then when you know that that little pattern that works for you, you stay on it because that's only going to develop you better and better. So, right, I think you're, you're very right. It's important to uh, advocate and show people how it feels to do self-discipline in a good way, in a happy way, which will make your life better. Because that demonstration, it actually shows people that this can be a way of living. Mm -hmm. But I also, because I am also a big fan of the reward. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying we just have to, you know, live without pleasure and all those things. But see, if you ate cake every day, it's mm -hmm. not going to taste good anymore. And you're not going to feel good about it. But mm -hmm. if I eat my veggies every mm -hmm. day and on the sixth day, I will have my cake. I will feel zero guilt about it. I can get filled up with my cake and that's going to be my reward. So I am a big fan of the reward, even with, you know, my morning routine. So I do all my things that I know they are good for me. Mm. And sometimes it feels hard. Like, you know, I don't want to get out. I want to stay in on my couch. But once I get out and I go to the nature, I know it's good for me mm. and it feels amazing. And I just don't want to go back anymore, mm. you know? So I think reward is a great part too. Like I will go and uh, do all my things and then when I come back, like two hours later, then I can check my phone and check my social media, you know, and then it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel bad. But if you wake up and take your phone and start scrolling or checking your messages or emails, you know, that's not healthy for you and you're not going to feel good two hours. You can easily waste two hours on it. So for me, it's just the matter of putting, because our, even our, um, the amount of information that we are able to absorb, it's not finite. So mm. during the day, so that's why it's important to consume first yeah. all the valuable information. So all the learning stuff, all the good stuff, it's very important to consume that first thing in the morning, because mm. then if you will put in garbage in your head, at least you already consumed something that's healthy for your brain. And maybe all that garbage is not going to get absorbed. And the same thing with food. That's why I always like, I fast almost every day. Yeah. And then on and off, I do like a full day fasting. But that's why I always end my fast with a smoothie, with a green smoothie, where I put a lot of good stuff in. Okay. Because uh, also then if I go on my day mm. and don't eat well, you know, I will go and just, at least I had that nutrition. So I start my day with feeding my mind, feeding my soul and feeding my body. And then if the rest of the day is not going to go well, at least I had that. Hmm. So that's why mornings are so important to me. Hmm. Hmm. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. And it's like, also like it's getting the listeners to understand that how, uh, these little practices such as a morning routine can help you, can shape you, can just add that little element to your life where you can just, um, as you said, have more time for yourself. Like basically the way you start your day, it ends the same way. It is true. Like the, the times that I really was able to uh, do the morning routine, which these days is a bit upside down. But when I did do it, it was so good. 
I, w- I felt like on top of the world. I felt like I, I could do anything, no matter what comes my way. Like it was just this 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 feeling of like it's going to be fine. Absolutely, that's the thing. That's the power of the morning, mm-hmm. and you just feel so accomplished, mm-hmm. and you feel so proud of yourself yeah. that anything that comes your way is just you know it's just going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. We will go into this uh, gratitude part where I'm going to be thanking you for coming. I mean, I already am thanking you, but this is just a token. What I do in the end of my podcast, um, which okay. is um, I do a power thought cards reading. I don't know if you can see it. It's by Louise Hay. <gasps> And what I do is I pull out a card for you, which is basically an affirmation. And if it works for you, you can say, yeah, I love it. And do all your happy dances uh, in your favorite dress. I uh, love that video of yours. And <laughs> Or you can say it doesn't resonate with me and I'm gonna do a little meditation, get out of my system. But either way, I'm gonna send you that card so you can look at it in your own time, but I will read it out right now as well. So I'm gonna shuffle for you now. It's just a gratitude for coming here and showing up your energy. Um, angels, guides, light beings, could you give me a message for Agnishka and see what she needs to hear today? What does she need to hear? Oh, wow. I've never seen this card before, so I'm just putting it down because I've never I've never come across it. So I've not been through all of the cards. I let, the, let it be a surprise. And I've done a lot of people on my podcast but this card has never come before. So let's see what it says. Um, It says, it's too much bright light, but I will try to show you what it looks like. Uh So that's the imagery. And what it says is, my work is deeply fulfilling. So it's saying that. And the other end, there's a whole literature. It says, today I give my best to that which I do, knowing that when one experience, okay, knowing that when one experience is complete, I am led to even more fulfilling and rewarding experiences. So that's your message (laughs) that's come up. So I'll, I'll send you a picture of that too, so you can read at it in your own time, in your own voice and in your own like you know thought bubble so yeah but it has very thank you so much for this it has such a it has a it has a deeper meaning for me it's got this girl who has this little she's capturing stars in her little net thing like the one you catch butterflies with mm-hmm. and she's happy and she's just skipping and it's all blue and stars and flowers so uh louise hay has really beautiful illustrations uh, so uh, yeah, I, I always do pull out a card, but this card has never come before. So it's, it was new for me reading it as well. So there you go. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a bit longer time than I thought I will have you here for, but I'm so grateful that you were able to stay here, that we were able to talk about things that I really wanted to hear from you. There are going to be more podcasts with you and your own podcast is also coming up. So congratulations and all the best with your podcast. And I would love to have you here once more, once things get a bit more settled for you as well. How do you feel about that? 
I think I really like that idea. It's good. Thank you so much for having me. I, you know, even before we spoke, I knew like our souls connected and I was really, really happy that, uh, that we were able to do this. I had a great time. I'm really grateful and I'm really grateful that Adam connected us, that we are here together. And as you said, when two people have to meet and their energies have to align in some way of giving and taking or whatever it is, just being together in silence, that is how it should be. But of course, we can't be silent on a podcast, but listen. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do come to Australia, I'm here for you. And uh, this is going to be amazing to meet you in person as well. Thank you so much. And we will have you on more post podcasts soon. Thank you. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Thank you. And if you would like to keep in touch with Agniska, you can do so by going on Instagram and typing in isolation underscore TV. That's I-S-O-L-A-T-I-O-N isolation underscore T-V. Hello everyone. My name is Saliha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on a spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds and experiences. And together with you, we will dig deeper into their spiritual connection with their own being or with their own soul. We'll be sharing stories of people from various backgrounds by plunging deeper into their soul connection and get them up close and personal so they can feel comfortable to share their inner stories. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity, for we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the 22nd episode of The Untold Story Told. Today we're joined in by Agniska. Agniska is a podcast host, digital creator. She has a curious mind interested in all aspects of spirituality, psychology and personal development. Above all, she's a lovely human being and today we'll get to know her up close and personal. So sit back and relax and get to hear from this beautiful human being. Hello, Agnishka. How are you today? Hi, Saliha. I am amazing. That's so good to hear. Uh, It's good to have you here. And what time is it there where you are? Uh, It is almost noon here in Croatia. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, Can you tell me a bit about your morning? How's it been going? (laughs) My morning, uh, you know, it's been raining. It's been not a great weather the past few days. So today when I woke up and had my morning meditation and I saw that it's, uh, it's a beautiful weather outside. Mm-hmm. So without thinking, I know I have to do that before I even start thinking and have my coffee. I just brush my teeth, uh, wash my face, put on my clothes and I walk out. 
I live by this beautiful park, beautiful national park. I mean, it's mind blowing mm. the beauty here. And I just went for a little walk, little hike and met some people, pet some dogs, did some yoga. So yeah, that was my morning pretty much. <laughs> That's beautiful, Agnieszka, because many people are, you know, they're still struggling to get to that level of their life where they can have a morning routine because we all know the benefits. I mean, I don't want to go on and on about it, but I, we can visually see on your Instagram that you put up these stories, these beautiful stories every single morning and it's just what you do. So you're not making an effort, you're just showing everyone what I do. And it's so interesting because a person like me, if I have a down day, I get inspired to watch a story from you where it's like, yes, if she's doing it, I can keep doing it. So it's like, you when you put up a story it's just not uh, something that you're putting on to show that this is what you do in the morning but you energetically helping the people who are watching to see that there is a brighter side if you just walk outside your room outside your door or you just wake up a bit early than everyone else or you just do yoga do have some have some make some time for yourself right so uh, can you tell me how how long it has been since you've been putting this routine in your life Oof um you know it's been i would say oh it's i think i started i started many years ago but hmm. uh really i have been very religious about it for about three years hmm. of course it's not possible to do it every single day sometimes you travel visit family and and stuff like this but i think hmm what is the most important is what you do the most mm. so even if you don't practice your morning routine every single day but if you do it 80 percent of the time that's mm. what's gonna count in the end of the day mm. so mm. uh yeah and my morning routine has also been changing a little bit depending you know on the lifestyle my my absolute non-negotiable is starting a day with meditation and then the other things they just uh they vary they vary but it's mm. just so important to just do something for your soul or for your body or even if it's just a little bit of movement you know to just get that lymphatic system going wake up the brain if it's just a you know glass of water with lime just have like two minutes of peace you know or or, or learn something so if it's something good for your soul or your body or something that provokes growth if you just do one of those things it can change around your entire day whenever i can i go out and start my day in the nature I love meditating in the sun because mm. right now the sun is not so strong. So when you feel mm. the sun on your face, it's a completely different experience because you feel this love. It's like you feel the love, mm. you know, this warmth. It's beautiful. Mm. Mm. So I, I can see through your stories also, you're very connected to nature and a lot of uh, your scenery that you're covering and everything, it's very connected to nature. So do you, do you live, as you said, you live really close to very beautiful space, don't you? That was my, um, that was the plan all along. When I lived in Malta, I lived in Malta before I moved to Croatia for three and a half years. Nature was not very accessible and the building where I lived, I was just... I was fed up with it. I knew 
that the next place I move, it just has to be in the nature or just by the nature when I could just walk out and I'm right there. So uh, yes, this place that I actually, I'm actually renting is just right outside this spectacular park. I literally, I just walk out and mm -hmm. I can see the sunrise. I can see the sunset there. It's amazing. You have view over the water and mountains. Spectacular. It's very important. Like I feel really blessed. I feel mm -hmm. extremely blessed mm -hmm. every single day that I, you know, that I can see this, that I have it. Mm. Just, uh, just on I my doorstep. Feel, yeah, I feel so important to be grateful and just, you know, even just going out there and experiencing that the space that you live in is a form of gratitude because many of us, we do live close to um, beautiful places or just like, you know, there can be a beautiful park near us or just a beautiful tree near our house. But if you stay at home and or you just do like involved with just going to work and coming back and you don't look at the surroundings, you're not being grateful for what you have. And you're always waiting for something that is something out there that one day I'll have this beautiful space. I guess a big part of attracting the right things to you is being happy in the present of what you have and that's very prevalent with the way you live your life isn't it absolutely i think gratitude is the key i mean i don't want to like it sounds so cliche and everybody's talking about it but absolutely um I was going to move to Thailand, actually, uh, before moving to Croatia, but it was shut down. So I chose, you know, it was the, the, the next be best thing for me. Mm. And um, I, I heard this, uh, I heard this also great manifestation, uh, kind of a trick to say, to kind of ask yourself, why am I so blessed? Why am I so lucky? And you know what? I actually discovered that I was already doing that without knowing, you know, because I feel just so grateful every day for the life that I'm living, for my health, for this place where I'm at, mm -hmm. that I'm just sometimes, you know, just in tears. If you think about all your blessings that you have, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's really powerful. I mean, there's always something good to look in every day, right? Like there's always something good happening every day. It's just where you put your focus as well, isn't it? Exactly. Whatever you, you put your focus, this is uh, where, how do you say this? Uh, when attention goes, uh, energy flows. <laughs> yes, yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's way, way you're so doing. like I could be focusing on all the things that are wrong with my life right now. I'm sure I could find something if I wanted to, but it's also retraining your brain. I think, you know, uh, because certain things we have to, there are hard at the beginning. So it feels like work, but then when we actually reprogram our brain, they become the second nature. I think it was like this probably with like learning gratitude for me several years ago mm -hmm. I did this exercise you know like I do a little like paintings and little crafts yeah. so years ago I wanted to start my day with gratitude and you know I uh, thinking of three things that I'm grateful for right after I wake up but you don't always remember so I made this little craft that I could see right across my bed what are you grateful for today you know so then when I woke up Mm -hmm. I would have to think about it first thing in the morning when I wake up. 
That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, these little actions that you take for yourself, that makes all the difference. Like you can, like I was thinking this for a friend of mine and she's going through a tough time. And I was thinking that, you know, uh, when a person's going through a tough time, you can't just give them things to do if they are not willing to do it for themselves. So um, at the very minimal level, I start with saying, write a gratitude diary, because that action in itself, where the person picks up the pen and writes down, I'm thankful for the air that I breathe, let's say, that is them taking action and taking control or charge of their own life, right? So I think the best way to put it is that gratitude is something that can really um, help you get connected within if you just start by doing little actions like you did the craft or writing in a in a diary uh, do you believe so absolutely I have a little I have a lot of notepads I'm a notepad person but each notepad is for different things yeah. so I have one this really really cute one and what I write uh, this is my gratitude book, basically. So not every morning. Sometimes it's part of my morning routine. Sometimes it's not. But I do it uh, every so often. What I just write in this form, thank you for. And I just write down random things. And which makes me think of more things hmm. that I'm grateful for. And at the end of writing this list, <laughs> I usually start crying because I just feel so blessed. You know? I heard this great analogy. Somebody was explaining about uh, why ungrateful people don't actually get more blessings in life and why grateful people do. Yeah. It's like if universe gave you a, a pen or a pencil and you are like, but I don't like this pencil. I don't like this pencil. You know, I want all these colorful markers. Yeah. And the universe is like, well, but I gave you a pencil, but I don't like this pencil. The universe is not going to want to give you markers if you are not grateful for this pencil that it gave you. Mm. So I, I, I thought it was a very powerful analogy. It's beautiful, actually. I can tell this to my seven-year-old daughter who's being a bit ungrateful lately. And I don't want to go to the depths of that because my mom version will come in between and I'll be like, this and that. But it's so important, I think, at a very small age to make gratitude natural rather than saying, I remember my mother used to say, <laughs> you know, she used to say, if you don't finish your food, there are children dying in the world of famine. And if you don't finish your food, there are children dying of this. That didn't make sense. Like children dying with food, not eating did not make sense. It made me feel like if I'm not eating, the kids are going to just die. So And you don't want to kill the kids. So you're going to eat your food. Now when my mother, as a grandmother, repeats it to my daughter, I'm like, mom, that's not making sense. Just think about what you're saying. You're just repeating what your mother and their mother and their mother have been repeating. But does that, that analogy make sense? And she's like, no because like that's just like a grown-up version of saying that there are people who do not have food in the world so eat this food because be grateful you have it that's like a long length pull out for a child like your child doesn't even know what's happening in the next room or something so a child would never be affected by that you know probably they're going to feel guilty about like everything they did like by not eating food and then just stay with that guilt and shame or something it's gonna be like traumatic <laughs> what do you think you know i think that uh our our parents 
have been programmed by their parents who are obviously just doing their best. And yeah. they, this program is passed on through generations. Hmm. And there is a lot of, um, it brings a lot of damage. I think it brought a lot of damage to us. But the good thing about it is we are, our generation, we are actually breaking that cycle because we have access to knowledge so easy that uh, when we raise our children or you raise your children, I have none, mm -hmm. but I'm talking about our generation, we can raise them much more consciously mm -hmm. and break that, uh, break that cycle. Mm -hmm. Because we're more aware and we're more observant. And I think that, uh, you must be knowing this too. And I really am looking into this. And that's the fact that um, you can break down ancestral chains of things that did not work for a long time. And you can be the first one who takes that leap and says, okay, just by my thinking, just by my little actions, I'm going to do things a bit differently. So the next generation or the generations to come can you know, look at things a bit differently. And same applies for if you're not a mother, if you're not, you can just, as a collective, as a human collective, if we have good thoughts, then if there is a whole generation of the collective that had trouble thinking good thoughts, might think better thoughts because we are instigating that, we're installing that in our lives, we are, we are reflecting that and also doing the inner work do you know what I'm saying about um, how it works? Absolutely. I, um, when I started discovering and just really started going into depths of the fact that we are all one, we are all collective consciousness, it changed me on so many levels. Mm. And even how I communicate with people, even sometimes when, when I would get mad at someone and mm. I think they are just reflecting me. And then if I want to, if I wanted to take revenge on someone, you know, if some, if somebody was mean to me for no reason, I'm mean, like, how can you be mean to me, man? <laughs> I'm just all love and light and, you know, crystals. <laughs> but if somebody was trying to be mean to me, you know, like the, the ego, the instinct, you know, mm. would always come up with some witty ways to just like, you know, give them back. And then when I think about it in the bigger scale, I'm just going to hurt the collective this mm -hmm. way. And therefore I'm going to hurt myself and all their beautiful people who just, who did nothing, man. They just chilling. <laughs> so, that's, so when I started thinking about it in this way, uh, it's changed everything. It's just changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Our thoughts are everything and they're so powerful. And I think it's not just a few people who get spiritually connected. And then like, I always say this, and I think with most of my podcasts, it's all, I always try to bring it out is that no one is better than the other. No one is like special than the other. It's just like some of us are doing our inner work and some of our, some of us are on the way to it, but whoever gets to that space within us. And since you are a self-love advocate, I'll put it forward. And this is what I say in my coaching too and it's like whenever you get connected within you get these ideas you get this way of being you start reflecting yourself better and every one of us every human being has that power right yes 
Yes, absolutely. And this is, I think that is a, that is also a bit of a problem with some people who just, they, they felt connected and uh, they are, they are woke, but then they feel like they are better than people who didn't wake up yet or who are just starting their journey. And this is the biggest misconception. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you are better than anybody else, then you have more work to do than you even think. Mm -hmm. I remember when I reached out, I reached out to an old friend. We met, it's also so interesting how sometimes you meet somebody in life and you have very different relationship. Mm -hmm. 10 years passes. Mm -hmm. And then turns out like you were, and you are just on a very similar journey, so to speak. So she is in, uh, my friend that I'm talking about, she lives in Australia, actually. And we have met in Scotland. And we were both like crazy party girls, you know. And I have seen for from few years, she's been just posting more of a spiritual stuff on Facebook. And then when I had, when I experienced my spiritual awakening, when I realized that's what's happening, is me awakening yeah. to the... So the actual reality, the, the, I, don't, I don't even know how to call this, mm -hmm. then I knew I would like to reach out to her because I knew she's already there. And when I started speaking to her, it was so beautiful and powerful mm -hmm. uh, because we were such different people back then. And here we are and talking just with open hearts and no ego. And there is this beautiful space between us. And I said to her, I was like, because she, uh, she told me she's a medium now. And she, I, I always knew that she, there is something special about her. And I said to her, wow, you are so many levels above me. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, she said, no, there is no such thing. You are exactly where you are meant to be. And I am no better than you. And uh, this is when I started realizing, and I also had those conversations with my spiritual coach. Mm -hmm. should I call her yeah I suppose she's a spiritual coach she has so many like titles that I <laughs> I That's don't know with spiritual people we go from soul coach to spiritual to self-love it's all in the same umbrella <laughs> yeah yeah hmm. um so yeah so uh so the thing is you are no better than mm -hmm. anybody else but yeah. nobody else is better than you so this is what's so wrong mm. with, for example, the, the celebrity culture, mm. because we put them on the pedestal and we look up to them and then we look down on ourselves. Mm. And mm. this has to go. This, this model has to collapse. Mm. Nobody is better than you and you mm. are not better than anybody else. I think this is such a beautiful mantra too. Mm. 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 It's so beautiful. And what, what your friend said, uh about uh, the medium that she is and what she said about um how that you you know you're exactly where you're meant to be it's such a beautiful thing to say because i often you know you have to humble yourself you have to keep reminding yourself whenever you get like more followers or something like when you are on on, on these social spaces and when you are growing yourself when you are becoming the person that the best version of yourself that at the same time to remember that a leader can also be feeling like I'm just like you. I am just, you know, doing a bit more inner work. So it might 
look like I'm a bit ahead, but we're all in this together. So if you want to hang on to me, like this is the my version of it, like you can hang on to me if you feel like you can get more power this way because you feel like I have a bit more you know, information than you, but we're definitely in the same pond, in the same river, we're all floating, sometimes somebody's here, sometimes somebody's there, but we're all part of the same, basically, ocean, river. I say this because these things signify flow, and for me, it's all about flow. It's like, if you're flowing in your own element, that's what you need, where you need to be at. Mm. Mm. That's so powerful. And I love how you compare like the rivers and the flow. Hmm. Hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's just water is a big part of which like whenever, ever since I got connected, water has been a very important uh, element that comes into play for me. And whenever I do water related activities, it's helped me as a soul coach as well. So coming to you as a, as a light worker, uh, what what is it that you do? What is it that I do as a light worker? Yeah, because on Instagram it says that you're also a light worker. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just advocate for self love, and I am, as you know, starting a podcast uh, where with my spiritual coach we just hope to just bring a lot of light and awareness and love to people. Hmm. So on my, uh, on my daily Insta stories, I just always try to, uh, I'm always very conscious that the message comes across in a positive way because I have this dry humor. I can, you know, it can be tricky sometimes. <laughs> yes. So I just, always, I just always want to inspire people just to, you know, like, even if you feel down, like, it's okay, you know, you don't have to be perfect. And I just always try to bring in positive message or inspire people to just be better versions of themselves. Hmm. And uh, yeah, hmm. that's, would, that's how I would sum it up. What would you say would be like the this most struggling point in your life that like shook you and then maybe opened your mind or your perception to a new way of being like uh, was there a point or a pain point sort of a struggling point where uh, the shift this new way of being came into play because of that moment I mean um, there was a such I, I always felt I always felt uh, spiritual, but I was always struggling in a way to find not a religion, but the, the, the sense in being that would resonate with me. I was raised as a hardcore Catholic. Okay. So I was raised in fear of God. Mm. And... Um, and then I left my country when I was uh, when I was quite young still, and I started exploring different ways of being. You know, when you get out of that bubble and you start looking for things, but I never quite found something that would really resonate with me. I would go to a Baptist church, then I went through a phase where I was agnostic. Mm -hmm. I always felt though one thing that made me feel like there is something 
looking over me, I was in a couple very dangerous situations in my life when I can't explain it, but I knew that it was something looking over me, whether be it angel or whatever it was, when just something just saved me mm-hmm. in a situation where I would tell you there was no way out. Mm-hmm. And and I found a way out there was so it was uh, just some dramatic events that I wouldn't talk mm. about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always felt like there is always something looking over me and just getting me out of trouble. Uh, and then this year, so I started meditating and just changing my consciousness about maybe five years ago, yeah. five or six years ago. Um, I remember watching that one video that just basically convinced me to make a promise to myself that I will meditate every single day for the rest of my life, even if it's just a few minutes a day, but you know, consistency, consistency is the key. And I must say that it's, it's changed me in so many ways that I can't even begin to, I can't even begin to explain. I mean, Saliha, if you, if you knew me, those five years ago uh, you would be talking to a to a very different person how I dealt with stressful situations how mm-hmm. just the whole thing mm-hmm. um so then through meditation I was and just awareness I was able to deal with many challenging situations mm-hmm. and it wasn't until this year there was a lockdown and I felt very peaceful more than ever because I didn't even realize why uh, I was not around any other energies. I was by myself. I probably didn't socialize with anybody for like two months other than uh, online. Mm -hmm. And I had this sense of peace that I never had, which, you know, usually I'm chilling, but that was another level. Everybody was complaining about lockdown and I was just the happiest ever. And then there was a situation that happened uh, worldwide, and I felt really deeply affected on a whole another level. Mm. And I just couldn't deal with it myself. Mm. Like, I'm always so good with fixing myself up, whatever Mm. happens. And this time, I was just so deeply affected for days that I couldn't shake it off. Like, I felt like the energy of the collective consciousness just uh just took over me and like as an empath you know like we are so because I'm sure you are an empath I mean it shows in so many ways Mm. um so it just took over me and I just I was I was angry I was sad I was upset I was all those emotions and I just couldn't I was unable to fix it and I thought to myself I could use an energy healer and I set that intention out to the universe and I forgot about it. Cause I'm like, you know, I didn't even know what really energy healer is. I just kind of thought I'm, I'm sure there are people who do those things and I could really use one right now. This is something I never thought about before, you know cause it sounded kind of woo woo to me before. Like, you know, if you don't know much about this stuff. Mm. And two days later, I ran into this lady who uh, who I knew, but on a kind of a superficial level, not superficial, maybe, you know, our conversations were never in depth. Okay. 
And this is when she revealed to me that she is actually an energy healer. And I was just like, you know, like, what are the chances? And I was like, I need you. I was like, I need you. I need your services. I'm like, whenever you have time, I need you. And right there and then, and she was just like finishing up her certifications and she was really shy to also speak to people about it because I suppose she had a lot of judgment in the past. But then I started opening up and telling her what I'm struggling with and that I was like, you know, what I'm actually looking for and that I am an empath. And then she just gave me all those tips on how to protect my energy. And I was like, you can protect your energy? This is a game changer, man. That's awesome. I'm like, now you're telling me? <laughs> I was like, so I was struggling my whole life, you know? And now she tells me that this is actually possible. So, you know, the next day, obviously, I made my way to the um, stone market, bought, you know, all the rocks, sage, all everything, <laughs> all the like good witch stuff. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Salika, this was so amazing. And then she told me, um, she was like, when you go home, she gave me all those tips on how to protect your energy and see your life and take cleansing showers and all that. And this worked miracles for me, especially. Mm. When I was going, when I was going back home to visit my parents and I was going to stay there for the whole month, mm -hmm. it has always been a challenge for me to, um, you know, my, uh, my former therapist told me once, once when I was, uh, going through a rough patch and mm -hmm. I went over to visit my parents, my therapist was like, Oh God. She's like, this is when our, where our pathologies are born. She's like, when you are struggling, you don't go stay with your parents. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I was like, I love them, but it may be too much sometimes. Yeah. But uh, I took my, I took my um, crystals. I took my sage and it was, it was the most wonderful experience whenever and then whenever my parents they're just they calling me witch and stuff because whenever somebody <laughs> would like just raise their voice I would like take my laptop put five to eight five to eight hearts burn sage and start burning sage around them and be like yeah dad I know you are very stressed out somebody yelled in the supermarket don't worry and then, you know, they thought I was crazy, but everybody would start laughing. <laughs> and, you know, we repeated that a few times. So, yeah, it yeah. was a good time. So, yeah, so that was, it was her who really started opening up my eyes to things. Mm -hmm. And as we started getting connected more and more, I was just ask, asking her questions, you know, like, um, how do you see this thing? What do you think, you know, is our purpose? What's going to happen mm -hmm. after death? You know, well, mm -hmm. you and all those questions. And she started telling me what she believes in. Mm. And it really started resonating with me mm. more than anything else that I've ever heard in any religion. I was like, this really makes sense. You know, this really mm. makes sense. Mm. This makes so much sense. And then when you start connecting the dots, I'm like thinking like, now I understand like why I had to go through all those things that I went through to become the person that I became. And I had to heal from certain things, you mm. know, mm. to be who I am now because I have this purpose. purpose. So 
it was really it was really powerful experience so she had such a and still has such a profound impact on my awakening and even making me realize what what it means to be an empath because before I was just like yeah I'm just an empath you know it's I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even get it yeah what it means mm. Mm. And I guess like, you know, when as human beings, the, the ancient ways that we had, the way we were always like our genetic makeup, the way we are, we need all of this. Like we somewhere along the way, we forgot about all this uh, powerful uh, sense of being of how much we have within our, ourselves, how much knowledge, how much information that is in our DNA, like, you know, all this um things that we've been carrying on for generations and how we've been uh these these little remedies such as gratitude meditation um you know the sage as you were talking about these these were just normal natural ways of being of humans before all of this new way of like this is how you should live and bread milk and butter is important these kind of because you do a lot of healthy things and we're going to talk about them you know this whole system that was created for us to believe that with these things you cannot live so you went outwards rather than going inwards and you forgot your inwards way of being right because we have been programmed since the moment we gain our consciousness mm. and it's you know first by our parents which they were programmed by their parents so they are just passing that on to us and then the worst part you go to school and this is when the real programming starts so i think the real trick Mm. is to unlearn the old patterns because we have all this knowledge within us mm. we just need to learn how to access it yeah. to be still mm. so um have you heard about sun gazing uh i know that if you sit in the sun it's got this like you get the power of the sun and but i don't know about sun gazing no <laughs> could you tell us so this is also something that I learned about this year and I practice whenever I can. Okay. So that is also sun sends us information. And by looking at the sun, okay. we receive the codes, we receive the information, we receive this infinite wisdom. Mm -hmm. So, but with, uh, with, we have to be careful how you start with the sun gazing because you can't just go out you know at noon and i heard about sun gazing i'm like i was all new to spirituality i just boom you know yeah so uh i did it all wrong so because they have been telling you the programming they have been telling you looking at the sun is bad it's gonna damage your eyesight just the same thing they were telling you sun is bad for you you're gonna get a cancer so all this programming, we have to just throw it out the, out the window. With sun gazing, the best way to start sun gazing is one hour. I, I have made a little bit of content about it on my page. Mm -hmm. I posted one video when I listed all the benefits of sun gazing also and how to start, how to start doing that. Okay. So uh, the best time is one hour after sunrise, mm. uh, up, up up uh, until one hour after sunrise mm. and one hour before the sun sets because mm. the uv rays are the lowest so we can actually look directly at the sun okay. and that's why i love to get up for the sunrise because 
there is so much magic in watching sunrise and also it's different than the sunset because usually it's also so quiet and there is nobody and you can just hear the nature and you really get connected to the source when you are looking at the sun but you have to be careful in the beginning and start training your eyes so first you do 10 seconds sun gazing and then you take 10 seconds break and then you do 10 seconds and then every day or every time that you do sun gazing you extend and this uh, improves your vision it decalcifies your pineal gland so it opens it helps open your third eye mm-hmm. um, it improves your um, immune system it has all kinds of benefits i, I made a post you can uh, you can check it out like with so many benefits so it's it's getting connected to the source it's information it's this divine wisdom but we have been told that Mm. they wanted to disconnect us Mm. from this wisdom from the source so they told us not to look at the sun because our eyes will get damaged yeah but no this is is where the information comes from yes I mean, like, why would people create these things so that we would get disconnected from our natural way of being? It's still, it's just mind, it's mind blowing because to make money or to create consumerism, um, this whole way power. of power, power and control mm-hmm. um, to put people in different categories and sections. And so like, you know, power if- and control. Because they know it, they don't want everybody to know that, you know, Mm. it's ego, it's a bunch of psychopaths, really, who are running this Mm. world, Mm. sadly, but I think, you know what, love will win in the end, love always wins, always wins. This is yep. such a beautiful conversation. And if we keep on going, I, I would like, like to ask you more questions about sun gazing. And you said the information is there on Instagram, on your Instagram page, is it? Yes, there is one, uh, there is one post that I made. Well, I made a couple. couple uh, I saved one of my stories in the highlights where I talk about it. And then I made one uh, silly post, but I listed all the benefits of sun gazing and and how to do it this is this is profound information because i knew a lot about the sun and how it like it helps you and but sun gazing is just like a method that can be introduced in my program too so it's like amazing i'm going to look at it and uh, yeah. really read about what you put out there and thank you for sharing uh, this on the podcast today and also on your page because it's so important for us to just you know give little pieces of information to each other just like your spiritual teacher did to you and then you can pass it on to others and then whatever I get we, and we share information because that's what we have to do like all of this information has got has gotten scattered and it was once a part of who we were and when we do this we're actually getting it back together so I love this about you Thank you. You know, uh, because we all know different things. We mm-hmm. all have different kind of wisdom, and it's it wasn't you know up until this year that I even felt I would always spread my wisdom wherever I go, whether it was nutrition, and I would hear like, oh, you know, you should be nutritionist, and I'm like, ah, no, who am I? Who am I? I just really, I'm just really interested. Yeah. You know, I have been for my interest in nutrition came from 
you know, having issues and body dysmorphia. And that's how I got into being interested in nutrition. Mm. But so now I see like in every issue that I, that I had in the past, now I see the blessing coming through. Mm. So, um, uh, and yeah, so, and then I would start like, <laughs> one might say like, a, um, coaching people life coaching people just kind of naturally you know and like oh you should be a life coach but like I never felt comfortable with sharing my knowledge kind of publicly you know mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. until probably this year yes and, my, and uh like yes everybody would see it but myself I was just always like well who am I to share that I don't have any certificates mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. So, and it probably wasn't until I did my soul plan. Did you do your soul plan? Yeah. (laughs) You did? Yes. (laughs) This is when, yeah, I started gaining confidence. Like, Mm. yes, like I have the wisdom that I I must share. I am. Yeah. I am. And I must share that with people. And I started just gaining more confidence because first when I started my, uh, my channel, I was just making silly comments, silly quarantine comedy stuff. And I just didn't, yeah, just such a silly things. And then from there, I went to like, boom, you know, some real awakened shit. But uh, I was just felt like, yeah, who am I to like give people advice, you know, or talk about this stuff. There's so many more smarter people than me. Yeah. And then I started gaining confidence and, uh, it just became natural and just became second nature. But I think also like uh, having my soul plan, you know, the, the reading. Hmm. And it also helped me because then I just knew it's, uh, it's my purpose, hmm. you know. So did, share, you know? did your spiritual teacher help you with making that soul plan? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. She does. She does those, those kinds of things. Hmm. And uh, so she she explained this whole thing to me, but the most amazing part, like when they start reading that, mm-hmm. and I, I know that a lot, of, a lot of people would just find it woo-woo, but mm-hmm. when you actually hear your soul plan, mm-hmm. you see so much of yourself in it. And also through that, like I knew that I worked through a lot of stuff. Yeah. But that was just like seeing it black on white paper. Mm. And she was telling me, like, I already knew that you worked through a lot of stuff because this is how you were when you were not in alignment. And now when she met me, I was already, you know, worked through a lot of stuff. Mm. So it shows you for for those who don't know, I I don't know what would be the best way to explain uh, the soul plan, Mm. but it's... uh, basically numerology they uh, mm. taking your name and date of birth mainly and then yeah. doing the whole numerology thing mm-hmm. and then you find out how you would be and what you be what you would be experiencing even what kind of health issues you would be experiencing mm-hmm. if you are if you haven't worked through certain things and this was all me in the past so mm-hmm. everything that she was reading, uh, it was the problems and behaviors that I was struggling with in the past, mm-hmm. but I'm here now 
and this is all been worked through there were a few things of course we are work in progress yes and yes. it's never ending process of yes. you know working through things but it was just astonishing to like that for me was you know really touching moment because i was able to actually see all the things mm. that i have worked through and mm. then um there was one thing in particular when she saw that we have the same energy wow. uh, with regards to you know one of the things because you take all these different energies but yes. with regards to this one thing she was like Agnieszka I know why we met and then she was giving me all those hints and she's like oh you know uh, she has to do this this soul reading and she's like I just want you I just want you to be able to see this for yourself I don't want to tell you and I'm like oh come on and she's like no like okay we do this whole plan reading proper you know on this and this day so um she was like and we have this she's like I have the same energy too and she's like what do you think this means and I was like I don't know I don't know I don't know <laughs> and then she was like Agnieszka I think we should do something together and I'm like hey what do you have in mind and she's the complete opposite of me if it comes to like, you know, creating content. I'm like, woo, I'm, I'm like out there. I just woo, talk to people on the streets, you know, attack yeah. people and <laughs> just all those things. And she's just more like, you know, even if I try to take picture of her, she's like, <gasps> yeah. so I would never have thought that she would want to do such thing with me. And she's like, Agnieszka, we have to start a podcast. And then it clicked to me because she is my missing piece. She is the professional um, energy healer, spiritual coach. She has all those certificates and courses and all those things. And this is why I probably never started a podcast because I felt like, okay, I know a lot about a lot of things, mm. but I am not an expert on one thing. And mm. I don't, you know, I always felt like I don't have any certificates or courses yeah. so I am not like worthy to talk about those things mm -hmm. and this is when uh we make such a beautiful combination because I'm like this you know media personality and I'm just really fearless and woo and then and then she comes in with her yeah. knowledge and she has all that uh yeah. but on top of that we have this beautiful connection beautiful. so then yeah so then it's just everything just made so much sense and that's such great news. You're starting a podcast soon then together with her. And on, uh, we will be recording the first episode on uh, this upcoming weekend. Yes. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's such a lovely story because that's it. That's it. You, you, uh, once you cross that line of, I need to have this, I need to have this. And you just set out your intention to the universe. And for you, because I feel you're very spiritual within, like from a very long time, all you had to do is just say it out to the universe and it started connecting for you. And the next thing you did, I think I, I find that very, um, prominent in your story is that you became grateful for what you were getting from the moment you started getting it. So that is a very big important, uh, it's a very important theme to put out because 
uh, oftentimes we do get these very blessed moments in our lives or some kind of a blessing in our life. But if we are not grateful of, we are not aware of, we are not observant of how it came to us in a package or on a platter, so to say, from the universe, then sometimes those things just go by and we never make use of them. So you, everything was alignment for you. And another thing I love about you is that I think there's a very prominent thing where I see where you are very self-disciplined when it comes to, okay, this is good for me, that I'm going to do this and I'm going to pursue this. Um, I, I, so with your practices, you've maintained it, isn't it? For the most part, yes, because I always, this is what I, uh, this is what I always preach, that self-love comes from self-discipline. I'm very heavy on that. And I don't think you can have genuine self-love without self-discipline. And I think I was quite disciplined most, but it's not all. It's not all because I had discipline in my life and I still wasn't loving myself. So um, self-discipline is also not everything. Yeah. But uh, so then, you know, we need people like you, for example, who will just uh, remind us how how beautiful and amazing we are as ourselves. Mm -hmm. But yes, discipline is very important to me. I just know how it feels, you know, when I do wake up earlier and I have my morning when I can even make my coffee consciously. Right. Like the other day I was saying, I slept in and I was just rushing. I, there was no consciousness in my whole entire day, except for the maybe like one hour that I was training. Because when I got up, I already had to rush, you know, to make it to one appointment, then making to another, then make it to training. Then it's already so late mm. when I'm getting home that I have to like, and I was like, I am not doing that again. Mm. And I just know that the reward is always way greater than the sacrifice. Yeah. So it might feel like a struggle to get out of bed at five in the morning, but you know what? It doesn't matter if it's five or if it's eight, you still have to get up. It's still gonna be hard. Yeah. So, but yeah. once you get up at five and you actually start your day and you have time, then you can, you can be conscious around your day. Yeah. You can plan things. Yes. You can plan things and you can be conscious about it. And it was so beautiful. I did my meditation. The weather was horrible, so I couldn't like go outside. But that's, that's fine too. I appreciate those bad weather days so much because mm. then I can stay in and do, you know, my rituals inside, which uh, they are beautiful too. Mm. And so then when I finally made my coffee and when I put cinnamon and I smelled my coffee before putting it in the cup, and then I poured water all over it and I just enjoyed every single moment and did it with so much consciousness rather than the day before I didn't even remember how I made the coffee and how it tasted and I didn't even finish it because I had to run out the door and then doing I think it's so important to do hard things first thing in the morning if we can because before we even start thinking so that's why this morning and usually if I go to the nature, I don't sit down and have my coffee first. I, I do it first thing wow. before my mind will start thinking and slowing me down. Mm. Uh, discipline is so important in so many things, in so many ways, because if we are not disciplined and we are just so susceptible to pleasures and what feels easy, 
then we're just going to have a very hard life. Yeah. And we so easy to spend the entire day on your phone, scrolling through your newsfeed. How are you going to feel by the end of this day? Mm. Or are you going to tell yourself all day, yeah, I'm going to work out later. And then, you know what? It's 11 o'clock. I'm kind of tired now. Ah, tomorrow. Mm. So morning routine is the most powerful thing you can do for yourself even if it's just you know little things yes but I just know what it did what it does what my diet does to my body what my exercise does to my body and then I can look at myself and I'm proud of myself for what I accomplished on that day and that leads to self-love so I always I think we we absolutely do have to do something that's hard every day yeah. And then it just becomes easier because we become stronger. Mm. If you want to have an easy life, you have to do hard things. Mm. Mm. So interesting because um, many people would think that self-discipline is something where they um, are putting themselves in um, because discipline in itself seems like a very harsh word because it stems from ideas and misconceptions and beliefs of like when in school you are disciplined, like, you know, the class stays quiet or you're punished and things like that. Whereas self-discipline is a beautiful way of being where you set your own boundaries, you decide what you want to do, you decide. But then when you know that, that little pattern that works for you, you stay on it because that's only going to develop you better and better. So, right, I think... Uh, you're, you're very right. It's important to uh, advocate and show people how it feels to do self-discipline in a good way, in a happy way, which will make your life better because that demonstration it actually shows people that this can be a way of living. Mm -hmm. But I also, because I am also a big fan of the reward. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying we just have to, you know, live without pleasure and all those things. But see, if you ate cake every day, it's mm -hmm. not going to taste good anymore. And you're not going to feel good about it. But mm -hmm. if I eat my veggies every mm -hmm. day and on the sixth day, I will have my cake. I will feel zero guilt about it. I can get filled up with my cake and that's going to be my reward. So I am a big fan of the reward, even with, you know, my morning routine. So I do all my things that I know they are good for me. Mm. And sometimes it feels hard. Like, you know, I don't want to get out. I want to stay in on my couch. But once I get out and I go to the nature, I know it's good for me mm. and it feels amazing. And I just don't want to go back anymore, mm. you know? So I think reward is a great part too. Like I will go and uh, do all my things and then when I come back like two hours later then I can check my phone and check my social media you know and then it doesn't feel it doesn't feel bad but if you wake up and take your phone and start scrolling or checking your messages or emails you know that's not healthy for you and you're not gonna feel good two hours you can easily waste two hours on it so for me it's just a matter of putting because our even our um the amount of information that we are able to absorb, it's not finite So mm. during the day. So that's why it's important to consume first yeah. all the valuable information. So all the learning stuff, all the good stuff, it's 
very important to consume that first thing in the morning because mm -hmm. then if you will put in garbage in your head at least you already consumed something that's healthy for your brain and maybe all that garbage is not gonna get absorbed and the same thing with food that's why i always like i fast almost every day yeah. and then on and off i do like a full day fasting but that's why i always end my fast with a smoothie with a green smoothie where i put a lot of good stuff in because uh, also then if I go on my day mm. and don't eat well, mm. you know, I will go and just at least I had that nutrition. So I start my day with feeding my mind, feeding my soul and feeding my body. And then if the rest of the day is not going to go well, at least I had that. Mm. So that's why mornings are so important to me. Mm. Mm. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. And it's like, also, like it's getting the listeners to understand that how uh, these little practices, such as a morning routine, can help you, can shape you, can just add that little element to your life where you can just, um, as you said, have more time for yourself. Like basically, the way you start your day, it ends the same way. It is true. Like the the times that I really was able to uh, do the morning routine, which these days is a bit upside down. But when I did do it, it was so good. I, I felt like on top of the world. I felt like I, I could do anything no matter what comes my way. Like it was just this, this, this feeling of like, it's going to be fine. Absolutely. That's the thing. That's the power of the morning. Mm -hmm. And you just feel so accomplished and you feel so proud of yourself yeah. that anything that comes your way is just, you know, it's just going to be easy. Hmm. Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. We will go into this uh, gratitude part where I'm going to be thanking you for coming. I mean, I already am thanking you, but this is just a token. What I do in the end of my podcast Um which okay. is, um, I do a power thought cards reading. I don't know if you can see it. It's by Louise Hay. And what I do is I pull out a card for you, which is basically an affirmation. And if it works for you, you can say, yeah, I love it. And do all your happy dances uh, in your favorite dress. I uh, love that video of yours. And <laughs> Or you can say it doesn't resonate with me and I'm going to do a little meditation, get out of my system. But either way, I'm going to send you that card so you can look at it in your own time. But I will read it out right now as well. So I'm going to shuffle for you now. It's just a gratitude for coming here and showing up your energy. Um, angels, guides, light beings, could you give me a message for Agnishka and see what she needs to hear today? What does she need to hear? Oh, wow. I've never seen this card before, so I'm just putting it down because I've never I've never come across it. So I've not been through all of the cards. I let, the, let it be a surprise. And I've done a lot of people on my podcast but this card has never come before. So let's see what it says. Um, it says, it's too much bright light, but I will try to show you what it looks like. Uh -huh. So that's the imagery. And what it says is, my work is deeply fulfilling. So it's saying that. And the other end, there's a whole literature. It says, today I give my best to that which I do, knowing that when one experiences, okay, knowing, 
that when one experience is complete, I am led to even more fulfilling and rewarding experiences. So that's your message <laughs> that's come up. <laughs> so I'll, I'll send you a picture of that too. So you can read at it in your own time, in your own voice and in your own like, you know, thought bubble. So yeah. But it has very, thank you so much for this. It has such a, it has a, it has a deeper meaning for me. It's got this girl who has this little, she's capturing stars in her little net thing, like the one you catch butterflies with. And <laughs> she's happy and she's just skipping and it's all blue and stars and flowers. So uh, Louise Hay has really beautiful illustrations. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I always do pull out a card, but this card has never come before. So it's, it was new for me reading it as well. So there you go. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a bit longer time than I thought I will have you here for, but I'm so grateful that you were able to stay here, that we were able to talk about things that I really wanted to hear from you. There are going to be more podcasts with you and your own podcast is also coming up. So congratulations and all the best with your podcast. And I would love to have you here once more, once things get a bit more settled for you as well. How do you feel about that? I think I really like that idea. That's good. Thank you so much for having me. I, you know, even before we spoke, I knew like our souls connected mm -hmm. and I was really, really happy that, uh, that we were able to do this. I had a great time. I'm really grateful and I'm really grateful that Adam connected us, that we are here together. And as you said, when two people have to meet and their energies have to align in some way of giving and taking or whatever it is, just being together in silence, that is how it should be. But of course, we can't be silent on a podcast, but listen. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do come to Australia, I'm here for you. And uh, this is going to be amazing to meet you in person as well. Thank you so much. And we will have you on more post-podcasts soon. Thank you. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Thank you. And if you would like to keep in touch with Agniska, you can do so by going on Instagram and typing in isolation underscore TV. That's I-S-O-L-A-T-I-O-N isolation underscore TV.